Good morning and welcome to the Snake River Lib podcast. It's Thanksgiving Eve, meaning it's Wednesday the 23rd. Not that the date has anything to do other than it's the day before the fourth Thursday of the month. Happy Thanksgiving. I wanted to start off that we've had, we've heard about this, uh, or maybe you've heard about it, this uh, Club Q uh, shooting the LGBT club in Colorado Springs shot up by somebody and they uh, immediately because it's what the left does attack the usual suspects the usual suspects this time being Tucker Carlson, Fox News, Trump, etc. Expecting this mass shooting to be a hate crime, which I'll remind you in a moment where I stand on hate crimes, but you know, your typical right wing, trans, homophobe. Well, and of course, gun control, right? So that's where we are. Or, uh, I'm sorry, that's where we were. So they do have a suspect. As it turns out, the suspect, based on Colorado's red flag laws, should have been in prison. for multiple felonies last year. So somebody's going to need to explain that. But it gets even better. The accused, his name is Anderson Lee Aldrich, whose pronouns, I really don't even have to say any more by just saying that they have pronouns, right? Are they and them. And that they go by Mix Aldrich, not Mr. or Miss. Meaning that they identify as non-binary. There's a whole piece on CNN where they were just flabbergasted. And, of course, what they are coming to is saying, well... This is going to be a defense against the hate crime charge. But you're going to see the media drop this like yesterday's garbage. Because it no longer fits the narrative. Now, they can come out and and all the news sources will probably point out that this person identifies as non-binary, which Usually, not always, but it usually tends to shoot the whole transphobe, homophobe, alt-right-wing, Tucker Carlson type. That usually shoots all that out of the water. 
And because of that, they're going to focus on other things. And, and the gun issue, of course, is problematic as well because this person should have been in prison, which advances the notion that Republicans have pushed all along that laws, no matter how many laws you have, if you're not actually putting people in prison, according to the law, then it doesn't matter any new laws passed are not going to make any difference. Now, the hate crime. By the way, there was also a shooting in uh, Virginia at a Walmart last night. Um, what I've seen read on that is as the night manager apparently had... A, I don't want to say an axe to grind because he didn't use an axe. He used a gun. Killed several people before killing himself. These were co-workers. It's really unfortunate these things happen. I want to address the hate crime issue simply because that's kind of important. If you're not familiar with the Lib's position, then you must be new to the Lib. I haven't talked about hate crimes recently, and so that's why I'm bringing it up. Hate crimes are garbage. There's no place in the United States of America for any kind of a hate crime. And when I say that, I don't mean that people shouldn't commit them. I mean that they should not exist. The why somebody kills or harms another person should only come into play when you're determining the severity of the punishment. Was it a premeditated event or was it an act of uh, violence of passion in the moment? You know, you come home, see your spouse sleeping with somebody else, you go into a rage and kill somebody. That's a lot different than coming home, seeing your spouse sleeping with somebody else. Two days later, you hunt that person down and kill them or your spouse. Big difference. But when it comes to questions of race, sexual orientation, nationality, ethnicity, gender, Why don't we just judge them on the crime that they've been accused? Rather than having to make up additional crimes. I don't care if the guy is racist and he goes and kills a, a black person. I could, I could not care less about that. Here's what I care about is that a human being was killed. The fact that he was racist has nothing. The, the fact that the killer was racist has nothing to do with anything. 
I mean, it might, you know, when it comes down to, was he hunting down blacks, for example? You know, that could be a case of premeditation, right? First degree, as opposed to something else. You know, this all goes back to, I mean, way before, but, you know, lynchings, etc. But, you know, the Matthew Shepard case in Wyoming, the gay man was killed. All sorts of legislation was ginned up because of it. Hate crime legislation, etc. Had nothing to do, of course, ultimately, after a real investigation. Killing had nothing to do with him being gay. It was a, a drug issue. A drug deal gone bad. But it allowed them to challenge what you think. And, and you, you look at the basis of the social credit system that's building. Right now, banks are involved with that. In their lending policies to companies. Their ESG scores, environmental, societal, and government. Which is why even the government can approve all the permits they want for drilling and leasing. But if an oil company can't get financing for the project, they might as well not have the permit. In China, they have a version of that for individuals. Many other nations, undoubtedly, as well. Coming soon to the United States, if it's not already here, which it probably is in some forms. President Trump, let's see where I am time-wise. Actually, let's go ahead and take a break. I'm going to talk about President Trump and the special counsel um, appointed to uh, investigate him when we get right back. So Snake River Lib, I'll be right back. Welcome back. Thank you so much for listening. If I did not say that at the top of the podcast, I apologize. I don't have to worry about dogs interrupting today as they are off at the vet getting their teeth cleaned. I get to pick them up this afternoon. Um, I teased about Donald Trump, and President Trump, of course, uh, has announced that he intends to run for president. And so his opponent, who apparently had no knowledge that the Department of Justice was going to inadvertently do his bidding, has sicked a special counsel, the Department of Justice has, on Donald Trump with two mandates, to investigate the president's role in the January 6th uh, protests for all of you people 
that want to continue to call what happened on January 6th an insurrection, remember this. Republicans are probably the most heavily armed political block in the world. If they really wanted to interrupt the proceedings and stop them and try to overthrow the established order, do you think that at least five people would have brought weapons to the Capitol? More than anything, there's the fallacy of the logic of the insurrection. The most heavily armed voting bloc in the world. To overthrow the government, chose to leave their arms at home or in the hotel. Can you never Trumpers see that at least? So anyway, so first mandate is to investigate President Trump's role into uh, the January 6th hearings. By the way, the FBI had already said that there was no apparent attempt to coordinate the protest. So for facts, Director Ray should be uh, witness number one on there because the FBI has reported that. Number two, reporting on that would be that President Trump offered the National Guard to the Capitol Police and to Nancy Pelosi. Now remember, the FBI knew that this was happening. They say, in fact, FBI informants are having to testify on behalf of January 6th defendants So they knew that this was happening, or could happen, and did nothing. They allowed it to happen. That kind of helps to fill in some uh, puzzle pieces for your typical conspiracy theorist. How about that? The second mandate that the special counsel has is to determine whether the president broke any laws on retaining classified information or documents after he left the White House. Now, mind you, the one person that cannot be charged with with, uh, breaking the uh, classifications is the president, because the president determines that. Washington Post, no friend of Donald Trump, has reported that essentially what he took with him were mementos, that there was no no uh, national security risk. with the items that were taken. Now, because the president actually hasn't been charged with a crime, his lawyers are not given any kind of privilege to review the evidence. 
And so all this time, the evidence is in the custody of a branch of government that actively worked to thwart his presidency, the Department of Justice, the FBI, which worked to keep him from getting elected. And once he was elected, worked very hard night and day to destroy his presidency. This is something that no Democrat can comprehend because it would never happen to a Democrat. A Democrat in office has the sworn loyalty of the vast majority of the bureaucracy because the vast majority of bureaucracy likes to stay in power. They know that Democrats are going to keep them in power. But the special counsel story gets better. If I remember correctly, the name of the special counsel is uh, Jack Smith. Now, for those of you who don't really pay a whole lot of attention to politics, that name is not going to ring a bell. And, of course, I found out some additional stuff around him. Um, Jack Smith worked in the DOJ during the Obama administration and was the counsel that coordinated with the IRS during the Tea Party nonprofit scandal. If you're not familiar with that, that was where the IRS intentionally delayed and denied nonprofit status for Tea Party organizations for political purposes. This is all known, by the way. This is not this is not conspiracy theory. Lois Lerner, who retired before anybody could do anything to her, essentially slow walked all these applications for the nonprofit status for these groups to form political action committees, etc. She's admitted to having done that. Jack Smith was working with her on that. Unbiased. I mentioned that Jack Smith's wife produces uh, a Netflix thing for Michelle Obama. Isn't that fun and exciting? Finally, I want to wrap it up because I've got a lot of things I have to do around the house. I wanted to talk about COVID because yesterday little Lord Fauci made his likely his last appearance in the White House. Some reporters, not Fox, but other reporters shouted out questions about if he knew where COVID started. 
Of course, we all know the story behind that. It's very likely that it started in the Wuhan laboratory. Uh, per, perhaps as an accident, we can only hope that that was indeed the case. But the burial of the story of it starting from a lab should cause everybody to question anything that they hear from these people. Now, let's fast forward to today. A little Lord Fauci is out there saying that, you know, that we may have to mask up again. You've got uh, universities that are uh, mandating that you ha- you're up to date on your boosters, including the latest. Did you know that in Europe, many countries have banned booster vaccines for people under 50? Did you know that Pfizer and Moderna have both started studies dealing with some of the uh, negative side effects. You know, people dropping dead from heart conditions. Which apparently is happening all over the world. Bet you haven't heard that on the nightly news, have you? Just like I said, have you heard that under 50 Countries in Europe have banned additional doses. That anybody can go to the podium, the the Fauci and the other dude that's the coordinator, White House coordinator on COVID, that they can go and with a straight face saying that you need the vaccine when it seems that everybody that's gotten the vaccine has ended up within days of getting COVID. Can you explain that to me? Can you, even more so, can you explain why we are mandating children to get the vaccine? Why the mandate? let alone adults. But sure as shooting, the president has signed off on on an initiative to create a global vaccine passport where if you want to travel, you have to have all the boxes checked. He's also signed off on billions of dollars to, for, uh, underdeveloped countries to throw their future down the crapper by not letting them use fossil fuels. But that's another story for another day. As a reminder, more people under the age of 45 died from fentanyl overdoses during the COVID epidemic pandemic than have died from COVID. And yet we're not sealing off the border, which, by the way, is going to be, get about 10 times worse here in about a month. Because the judge has stopped 
Title 42. And so now there's no way to repel them once they're in the country. It's time to shut the border down. But we won't. Not with the current administration. The soon-to-be speaker, uh, Kevin McCarthy, says that, that if Mayorkas doesn't resign, they're going to impeach him. Well, if I were Mayorkas, I probably would resign simply to put myself out of reach except that he's a true believer. See, he believes the border is secure the way they envision it, meaning no border. If one illegal makes it into the United States, the border is not secure, let alone the thousands a day that are doing it. October, set a new record. How about that? 230,000. We can only look ahead, right? Especially when Title 42 is lifted. By the way, are those people mandated to have a COVID shot? Just like people traveling from Europe, Europeans are non-American citizens or non-American residents traveling to the United States from Europe, they have to have their COVID stuff up to date or a negative COVID test in hand within, what, 24 or 48 hours of travel. Maybe we should just do that with the illegals on the border. If you don't have a negative COVID test or proof of vaccination, then you're out. Period. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Remember, we have Thanksgiving because of individual liberty. Because collectivism did not work with the pilgrims and nearly wiped them out. My life matters. Does yours? It's the lid.